G'day, audience. Welcome back. Uh, we're just going to have a quick market update that I probably owe you all. It's been a little while, sorry. Been a bit busy. So, what has happened? Well, big picture, if we rewind about six, probably about four months ago, when I was saying that growth stocks are too expensive. And again, I'm not trying to gloat or be like, I told you so, because I hate that. I hate that shit. I hate when people do that. What I'm trying to say is, when stuff is too expensive, there's not a lot more upside in it. So if if a company is on a sales multiple of 20, and every possible piece of optimism and good news and future business developments are already baked into that high valuation then it can't keep gaining it's it's it could not possibly keep gaining it's already all the positive news has been baked into the stock price to give it that high valuation and there is nothing else that can push it any further up and and the reason and and so what happens then is that the future returns are are decreased so if a stock has already gained you know multi hundred percent and it's on an ins- it's on a really high valuation and all the good news is baked in it's pretty much hit its ceiling and it it can't go up anymore and so you're if you buy that stock at that insane valuation the future returns are either going to be negative or much lower than they were which is why if you see a stock that has gone up hundreds of percent if anything you should be like no that's like even if you can do your research into it and maybe justify the valuation but your first reaction should be nah you know i missed the boat on that one or it's 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 way too overvalued i'll wait for it to come back down later on i'm not going to get i'm not going to i'm not going to succumb to to that greed that we talked about on the emotional episode a while back and we're, get, we're not going to get greedy and try and just chase those same gains because they're not going to happen. They're just not going to happen again. A stock isn't going to gain, you know, 300% in a couple of months and then gain another 100% on top of that. It just, it does not happen. So, and we also talked a while back about not following the hype. And, you know, I wasn't clearly against SPACs. And I'm still not fully against SPACs because there are some SPACs out there which are really great, but most of them aren't. Like I said, I'd looked at, you know, about 200 of them and pretty much four of them were worth having a look at. And that was Lottery.com, BarkBox and Weed Maps or Silver Spike. And oh, so there were three, which isn't a whole lot out of out of 200. And so... What's happened since then is pretty much every SPAC I can find is sitting at $10. So it's all they've come significantly far down from where they were. And they're like, you know, in the mid teens versus being in the 20s to 30s to 40s. And that lesson there is to not follow the hype. You'd never want to invest where everyone else is investing. If you're seeing this or that all in the news, or you're reading about this or that everywhere and everyone's talking about it, that's a sign to avoid that whole kind of area. Because 
hype just never lasts. And that's what we've seen with SPACs. They all absolutely skyrocketed in like late last year. And then since 21 has turned over, they have all performed pretty miserably. And yeah, so that's essentially what's happened in the market at the moment. There, There is also some fears about inflation that we've talked about that has investors a bit off growth stocks as a whole. But I think that's been a bit overblown. And so what what the stock market tends to do in general is it tries to predict the future, right? It all It's always about six months to a year looking into the future. So after the money supply, you know, after Biden unleashed another, you know, big stimulus bill, investors started to get worried about inflation back in, you know, like January time. And so the growth stocks have been getting smashed, have been getting smashed since January because they were expecting or anticipating inflation to pick up. And inflation has, and so the, the numbers got released kind of in the last week or two. And yeah, inflation has picked up a bit, but not as bad as was originally, you know, thought about. And that's that's investors in a nutshell. They're always either way too pessimistic or way too optimistic. They just can't they're not chill. <laughs> and that's why like Wolf of Wall Street and, you know, when they're running around the stock exchange screaming and crying, blah, blah, blah. That's them. Those are the people who are running these markets and they are not emotionally stable people. And so you just never want to be on the wrong end of that instability. You never want to be buying that optimistic wave up and then watching it just absolutely crumble down. And if you are going to invest in those hype stocks, you need to get in and out fast. You can't. You essentially need to become a day trader or like hold it for a week trader, which is just too much effort for my liking. So that's where the market's at at the moment. Growth stocks have performed pretty poorly. Value stocks like banks and, and clothing and, you know, a bit of travel, all the cheap stuff has done decently. But overall, the market's done pretty poor. So if you, if, and like I said, if you're down, you know, 20, I'm down 20% on like two of my stocks, two that I recommended, Wish and Lottery.com, they're both down. But I'm not worried about that because that's just, it's not a, a fundamental problem with the company. It's just market sentiment has driven them lower. Everyone's off SPAC. So if you own pretty much any SPAC, you've probably copped a bit of losses if you bought it, you know, in late last year till now, you're probably in a negative. That's just SPACs in general are down. It does not mean that every single SPAC is going to do poorly forever. It just means investors are off SPACs for now. And once your company, once the SPAC deal gets done and your company starts to list as a, a standalone company and release its own results and, you know, there's a lot more clarity about things, if it's a good business, which I'm still confident in the ones I've suggested are, then that stock will re-rate. Just remember, don't sell. Just don't sell. <laughs> don't panic sell because it's always the worst mistake you can make. So where are there opportunities in this market? To be honest, there aren't a whole lot. I, I, I like Poshmark, but like I said in the Instagram post, I'm a bit biased because they you know, it's environmental, it's, it's, it's marketplace. There's a lot of things I like about it, which could mean that my judgments are wrong, but on a valuation basis at, you know, 35 times free cash flow for something growing at 35%, I'm happy to own it. I'm not too fast, but you, you just make your own decisions. 
And again, if you are going to invest in an expensive stock, if you're going to invest in something with a sales multiple pretty much more than 10 or 15, then you need to be doing your discounted cash flow analysis to justify that valuation. Because it's okay to buy an expensive stock, but you, the more expensive it is, the more justification you need, the more, the more intense your valuation needs to be to justify that. All right, and very rarely does a stock stay at twenty times sales multiple for more than you know a couple of months. So if that company that you're buying with a sales multiple of twenty isn't growing super fast, then if that multiple shrinks, you know if that sales multiple goes from a twenty to a ten, well your stock has just fallen in half. And if your company hasn't grown, you know like fifty percent in that time frame, well then it's gonna hurt. So. That's it for the market update. It's not a whole lot to report. Not a whole lot of deals out there. You know, it's pretty pretty kind of mediocre. We do have earnings season earnings season coming up. So earnings season is, you know, it's time of it's time of the quarter where all the companies start releasing their financial results. The banks always started off as they did on Monday and will slowly, I think tech like Apple and all that stuff tend to be in about a week or two's time. And so through the earnings period, you know, the expensive stuff that underperform will get smacked. The expensive stuff that do all right will probably actually jump. And yeah, so just keep your eyes peeled. Stocks might swing a lot over this next month as they release their results and blah, blah, blah. So just keep your eyes peeled. All right. Good luck out there, folks. And I will see you next week. Bye.